welcome to the Loving Yourself, Healing Yourself podcast. My name is Savannah McMillan and I am an intuitive mindset coach and I'm here to help you learn how to live, laugh, and fully, fully love yourself again after the unthinkable happens. So as a mommy without her baby, I've been through so many ups and downs over these past few years when it comes to grieving and growing and then grieving some more. So this podcast is your safe space to be honest, be open and be supported as you finally find a way forward with all the love and compassion that you deeply deserve for yourself. So if you're an angel mom looking for someone to hold your hand as you go through your own grief journey so that you can find a way forward to go from surviving to thriving forward, then this podcast is for you. Can I just let you guys know that there is always a message within the mess that you go through? Like, I just have to put it out there that so many times I'm sure you've heard, you know, that there is a mess and there is a message and that often the mess and the message are very well connected. And the reality of it is, is that it's so very true. It's just kind of difficult to uncover the message when you're still in the thick of all the mess, right? There is so much that goes on in a person's life um, from one day to the next that it gets really difficult to uncover what on earth we could learn from what we're going through. And it gets even harder to even try to start that process when you just feel so bogged down by what you're going through, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, even what you're thinking sometimes like. I know it's difficult to get your mind in a state where you can look at what you're dealing with in any type of positive manner or just any type of manner that can help you learn or grow. It's difficult when you're super angry, when you're extremely sad, when you feel let down or emotional, like to really use the part of your brain that says, okay, what's the logic in this? Okay, what can I learn from this? Like, that's not a thing we just naturally do, right? We're not just in the thick of things trying to figure out, hey, what what can I learn from this? How can this teach me? How can this help me? Like, usually we're sitting there saying, oh my God, this is this is hard for me. This is horrible. This is the worst thing I've been through. This is the worst kind of thing. Why me? I don't want to, you know, look at this differently. I can't look at this differently. This is something that people just shouldn't deal with. This is something that I shouldn't have to deal with, Right. There's definitely some thoughts that I have had with a lot of different things I've gone through in my own life. That's especially what I felt when I was dealing with everything last year when I had my little girl and we were back and forth uh, to the NICU twice a week, every week for almost six months. And we lived two and a half hours away and it was so much going on. And, you know, everything that happened just felt like, I was being singled out somehow like our household was just like in the thick of all this this pain and uncertainty and it just felt like why me why us why our house what did we do what didn't we do what how can we justify what we're enduring and then when everything happened and we lost our little girl that was another extreme blow and it was like how on earth can anyone look at this and say, hey, there's something somewhere that could be positive. There's something within this that can be a message. I mean, who is this supposed to teach, right? I didn't do this to myself. I didn't bring this on myself. This was nothing that I could have controlled, but yet I'm supposed to find a message in here. I'm supposed to find something good, something positive, something that can help somebody. Like, what do you even mean? 
And that's kind of where we are in our heads when things go really wrong and things get really bad and things really deeply, deeply hurt. That is definitely where I was for a quite a long time. Um, but you know what I realized? That I didn't have to find the message while I was still going through the mess. I didn't have to sit and determine exactly how this is going to help anything. All I had to do was be in that space, be in a vulnerable space to allow myself to feel what I felt and give myself permission to feel those feelings without any judgment, without any complaints, without any insecurity, to just feel it, to feel the feelings and think the thoughts and go through the process of whatever I was getting through. And in the end, what I recognize is that it wasn't so much discovering at that time what the purpose was, but just understanding the the need for connecting and being open about what I was dealing with. And granted, I didn't tell everybody because, you know, when you go through things and you know other people haven't been through those things, it gets really weird when you reach out for support or look towards those people to give you some type of encouragement or support because honestly they don't know how they don't know what to say to you what not to say to you and like one of the things that I learned and I I recognize now is that people tend to think that when you lose someone especially especially when you lose a child or a baby that one of the first things they should say is hey are you going to try again when are you going to try again They were too perfect for this world. They were too, you know, something for this world. And it's like, what? Wait, did you just ask me when I'm going to try again? Did you just remind me I had another child somewhere else? Or did you just tell me that, you know, they're just too perfect for this world? Well, you know, that's not what anyone wants to hear (laughs) when they first lose a loved one, especially a baby who has not had the chance to experience this world. A mother doesn't want to hear that. A father doesn't want to hear that. But you know, my husband and I heard that statement so many times when we first lost our little girl. I mean, I'm talking two weeks later, people are awkwardly asking us if we're going to try again and awkwardly reminding us that we can try again. And it's just like, why on earth are you telling me this? I, I Common sense would say that my husband and I would know rather or not we can try again and would know that we can try again and we would know all the logical things we don't need that reminder but at the time it made me so furious it was like come on now common sense says but looking back on it realized they just didn't know people who haven't been through this just don't know and with anything that we go through that's really severe and really serious we have to recognize over time that these people just don't know what the hell to say they're trying to help they want to help they care to say something but usually what they end up saying is the wrong type of thing and it just takes some time to recognize that right (laughs) so that being said one of the things that really helped me and I think really helped my husband to process those moments where people are just saying all the wrong things at all the wrong times was to really take a step back and separate myself from whatever it is that they're saying and understand that they are trying to be helpful. It is not helpful, but it is not for me to have to be upset about it. And it doesn't help me to get even angry about what it is that they're saying, even when it doesn't really fit what I want to hear. 
it actually makes it worse for me to get all of this emotion out of my system or like to allow that kind of emotion to bottle up sometimes when we're in the in those moments we don't immediately show what we're feeling right we just feel what we're feeling and kind of sits there in the pit of our stomach and, and adds to all the other stuff that we're feeling so that is really not a healthy way to you know process something that is happening on top of what we're already going through so what i used to do is i used to just say okay thank you or you know or just look at them it was either one of two things. I just kind of looked at them like I could care less and let them know with my eyes, I don't care. Or I would just kind of smile and keep moving. And so in that moment, they really didn't recognize, even if I had a response, I really wasn't, you know, responding to them so much as I, I came up with something in my mind that said, okay, if someone says this series of things, this is how I'm going to respond. This is all I'm going to say. And this is exactly what I'm going to do. So that I got to a point that I was actually just on autopilot when those moments happened. And I just kind of removed myself from the situation, understanding that they're not trying to hurt me. They're not trying to piss me off. They're not trying to make it worse. They are trying to help by saying anything. They are not helping, but they are trying and recognizing that they care enough to try and just removing myself from that and saying, hey, I have enough going on. I have enough things in my head and in my heart that I don't need the extra drama of blowing up on you because it's not going to make me feel better or going the distance to try to explain to you how I feel, why I feel what I feel. You're never going to understand. See, people are never going to understand the thing that they never went through themselves. You can't convey to someone the level of hurt and pain and trauma of losing your child to someone who's never lost a child. You know, you, it, it's really difficult to kind of grasp that sometimes because you really want to. And for some people, especially those friends and family who have their own children, you would think it's like somewhere you have to comprehend somewhere, right? But they can't. They don't. I've had so many people tell me I can't fathom going through that. I can't even begin to understand what that looks like. I can't imagine at all. And they're honest. That is honest. People can't imagine just like you and I couldn't have imagined at any given point losing our children, losing our babies, losing those those little lights that we gave birth to or that we we started growing in our stomachs. We couldn't imagine that before it happened. That's not something that any parent ever wants to imagine or should have to if they haven't gone through it. So understanding first and foremost that getting enraged at the person is going to make your situation worse and going to help um, add to that negative space that you're already holding on to. And then also understanding that if they're saying something that's like the wrong type of thing, they're just trying to help. And so some people don't even have that. You know, I actually have at least two of my relatives who literally have not said a singular word to me or my husband since we lost our little girl. And actually, my husband has a few relatives as well who haven't said a word to either one of us. And to this day, we're kind of like, we don't fully comprehend why. But I think we got to the point where just like, you know what, you don't know what to say. So you just say nothing at all. You don't really want to be involved in our feelings and what we went through. So you're just keeping your distance. And honestly, some people are going to do that. Some people are going to just up and disappear because really they don't work well with, with other people's emotions. They don't work well with other people's trauma and pain. 
And so their first thought is, you know, I'm going to keep my distance. And if you want me, you'll come to me. If you want to talk to me, you'll reach out to me. If you need something, you'll just tell me. Otherwise, I'm going to be over here and you're going to be over there. And a lot of times those kind of people just generally are selfish. I mean, you'll probably find if you really pay attention to the people who do that, that what they're doing is not unusual for them. It's not brand new. It's something that, you know you could foresee them doing in some other circumstance and maybe your expectations that it's because it's you and it's because of what you went through that they're not going to act like that with you right but deep down some of these people just are selfish people they don't deal with other people's things they don't process other people's problems and if it's something too serious they're not going to be involved that's just how they are and one of the other things that helped is just recognizing that some people are just like that some people are excuse my language asshats as I call them and they're wearing the hat of a jerk and they are wearing the hat of someone who is disconnected from what we're going through and that's just what they do they're like okay here's my caring hat for the smaller things here's my caring hat for things I choose to help you through but here's my asshat for the things I don't want to be connected to and I don't want to deal with because I don't know how and I just don't want to. So uh, just being honest with yourself about the kind of people that are around you, you would actually be surprised sometimes about which people you have in your circle and in your life that are like that deep down inside because sometimes it is a shock. Sometimes you, you expect one person or these series of people to be there and they are not. And it's like the most mind blowing thing because these are the people you expect to be there. These are the people who've always been there for all the other things, right? But understand this is different. This is something different. And sometimes you don't see a person's true colors until you truly need them. And this is for anyone who's ever lost anyone. Rather, they've lost a parent, a child, a spouse, a grandparent, a best friend, even sometimes a pet. There are times when you lose a pet and people seem to just disappear. And and honestly, I feel like a lot of times people are more there for you when you've lost a pet it's like oh my god you've lost a pet you know why because they can understand that they've been there and they can be there for you because they've been in that space themselves but all the other times yeah they haven't been there they don't understand that they don't they don't comprehend that and they just want to keep a distance because also understand that part of the reason they're keeping their distance is because they don't want to feel that themselves like If you have a a friend who's also a parent and you've lost your child and you realize that they're kind of keeping their distance initially, you have to understand that what their, their first thing for them is, oh my God, what if that was me? Oh my God, what if that was my child? Let me, let me be closer to my child. Let me, let me really focus on, on this person I love. I could never imagine losing. I I don't even want to be in a headspace where I can think that right now. So let me just, let me just keep that at a at a space where I don't have to feel that because I don't want to even imagine going through something so heartbreaking and so out of this world for me. So part of that distance is also them trying to protect themselves. So that isn't just with a a, a person who has a child, but sometimes it's even with a person who has had um like if you lost a parent and they are really close to their parents and they haven't lost a parent and they kind of disappear on you when you've lost someone. It's like they don't understand that. They don't 
they don't get that and they don't really want to be in that headspace. So with that being said, I cannot say that a person who is thinking that is purely being selfish. I can say that there are people, like I said earlier, who are doing that just because that's how they handle everything and anything that's not about them. It's like you're going through something. I haven't gone through that. I don't want to go through that. I don't want to think about that. So I'm gonna keep you over there. And if you need me, you know, maybe reach out, but don't need me because I can't help you. So you have that category of people, right? And then you just have the category of people who are just trying to protect themselves because they don't know how to help you. And they don't want to be in that space because it's too hard on them. And they don't know how to process their feelings and your feelings, even if it's not about them. I can't say that that's purely selfish. Sometimes that's just them protecting themselves. And as humans, we always do the thing that protects us. That's just how we're built. We're built to protect ourselves from physical, emotional, spiritual, psychological pain. And so that's just all some people are doing. So having that deeper understanding of what kind of people exist in this world and how their behaviors are created based on just who they are actually really helped me because I recognize I can't change these people and I don't want to. I kind of, I want to be able to see who's around me and what kind of people they are, what kind of hearts they have, what kind of mentality they have. So that when I am going through anything in the future, whether it's good or bad or whatever, I know what to expect. At the same time, I also know who to let go of. Because when you're in the thick of things and you're dealing with something like what we've dealt with, and you find those people who disappear and you can't understand where they went or why they're not here for you, whether they are your family, your friends, your spouse, your whatever. That's where you really have to take time within yourself and figure out if that person is really the person you thought they were. And if that person is someone that you still want to keep around in your life, if that's somebody that you still want to deal with and associate with and be around and just keeping your space. Because for me, I recognize that there are people in my life that I don't want in my life anymore. Losing my little girl helped me really evaluate the things in my life that weren't serving me and helped me to be honest with myself and recognize the people that I wasn't quite sure about or that were giving me weird feelings or just weren't the kind of people that they used to be, but I was still holding on to because I wanted that connection. I wanted that support. I wanted those relationships because they were what I was used to. And I was comfortable in that space. It was like my little comfort bubble. But losing my little girl made me say, you know what? No, goodbye. Goodbye. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. I just kind of started cutting off those little hanging branches that are like hanging on to like the tree for dear life. They're just, they're not strong. They are whimsical, they flutter with the breeze, and they weren't there when my little tree was shaking in the wind and struggling and really having the issues. They were just hanging on at the furthest part of the tree branch. And I just decided, you know what, it's time to trim my tree. Let those pieces go so that I can grow and be stronger without them. And so that when I got tree branches that grew, that were stronger, that were there for me, that expanded with me that hurt with me that were in the thick of things with me those were the branches that I nurtured those were the areas of my life that I really excelled in and those were the people I held on to because I knew that they were for me and that they will always be for me and that's also important to recognize there are some people that really have never truly been there for you and are never really for you anyway but you're kind of still holding on to them out of hope that they're going to change and out of you know 
some area that you feel you owe them or you feel responsible for that relationship. You feel like that's a relationship that has to be maintained just because of how long you've known them and how well you think you've known them. But really, we outgrow so many people and places and things in our lives. I think that sometimes we don't even realize we've outgrown that thing. We've outgrown that place in our lives where we needed that person or where we were benefiting in some sense from that relationship where we felt good about ourselves, where we were inspired, where we were encouraged, where we felt loved. There are places in our lives that we kind of hold on to things just out of habits, just because that feels normal and that's what we're used to. But really, that person, that place, that thing doesn't make you feel good, doesn't make you feel wanted, doesn't make you feel inspired. It doesn't do anything to serve you or to make you feel good, but it does serve them It does make them feel better. It does make you feel good just to know they're there. You know, you have that friend that's been there that you've known for 15 years. But every time you need that friend, they disappear. You have that relationship that, you know, doesn't serve you, that brings you more stress than than joy, that brings you more pain than love. But you're holding on to it because... You've known that person for so long. You've been through so much. You, without them, you'd be alone. But without them, you'd be happier, you'd be safer, you'd feel better about yourself and you can work on yourself. But yet we hold on to these things because we think that's what serves what serves us. And that's just what we're used to. And going through a loss like this really helps you reevaluate some things. And sometimes I feel like we we notice certain things and we evaluate the things differently, but yet we don't do anything about it because we're so stuck in our heads with what we lost and what we went through. And we're so fearful, right? We're really fearful of losing anything and anyone else because we've just lost the most important thing in our entire lives. So who wants to then lose other things, other people, other relationships, but understand that there are places in your life that you've already lost those relationships, those things that you are holding on to because you don't want to lose anything else. Those have already ended emotionally, those things are already separate from you. And it's only your want to hold on to that that's keeping that person, that thing, that place in your life. And so when you recognize those those things around you, you have to understand that you're not keeping that person that wants to be kept. You're not keeping a space for something that's going to grow you and support you and be there for you. You're just keeping space for more luggage, more baggage, more pain, more drama. It's time when you go through something like this to really see who's for you, what's for you, and to let the things go that are not. So that when everything is said and done, when you are on the other side of this grief, the other side of this pain, you are on the other side with only the people that love you, that can serve you in a beautiful way. When I say serve you, I mean, serve you emotionally, spiritually, psychologically. I don't mean serve you like serve you dinner or be your servant, but people who are can can uplift you, who can support you, who can inspire you, motivate you and bring all the good things to you. That's the kind of people you want to bring to the other side of this grief. That's the kind of people you want to hold on to through your grief process. That's the kind of people you want to get to know, want to nurture and keep around you. And that may mean meeting whole new people. That may mean developing brand new relationships and situationships for some of us, right? 
That may mean a lot of change, but going through what we went through already gave us so much change. That was the most life-changing thing that most people will ever endure. And so while you're in that space of change, be in a space of growth, a space of letting go of what doesn't serve you and holding on to what does and recognizing that you deserve to be surrounded by love. You deserve to be surrounded by care. You deserve to be supported. You deserve to not have to question those around you. You deserve to be inspired, empowered, and surrounded by greatness as you suffer the greatest loss of your life. You deserve to have people around you that can pull you through, that can walk with you through this fire and meet you on the other side with joy and smiles, with care and love. That is what you deserve and that is all that you deserve, angel mom. So hear me when I say that this is your time to grow. This is your time to change. This is your time to be honest with yourself and honest with those around you and to really evaluate the things that are going to be best for you and to work towards those things and people and places that will uplift you and be the greatest thing for you. Because understand that that is exactly what your angel child, your angel baby, that love would want for you and does want for you. And that is exactly what you deserve for being the beautiful, brave, strong, powerful angel mom that you are. And you are that type of person every single day that you live and breathe and carry that love and carry that pain and carry that hurt with you. That is who you are. That is who that struggle has made that is the type of person that you are today. And that is what you deserve to be surrounded by every single day. Okay. I hope that inspired you. I hope that helps some of you out there to really see things a little bit differently and to be able to make those choices for yourself and to really evaluate where you're going and where you are and where you want to go in your life. So I hope that helped you. If it did, let me know. Um, And hopefully we can keep doing this and keep having these honest conversations about just what it feels like to go through what we went through and have a situation where we can just talk and inspire one another to grow and to change and to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. All right, everybody, this is Savannah Wright. Have a beautiful, great day. Bye-bye. All right, my warrior women. I hope that was able to help somebody out there. And as usual, if today's episode resonated with you, if it was able to help you in any way and you want to share that with me, then I would love to hear from you. So just send me an email or hit me up on Facebook Messenger and let me know what you think, okay? Okay. And for those of you that loved it, feel free to go ahead and leave me a good, good review. But before you go, for those of you who want to go deeper into your healing of your hearts and moving from a space of surviving to a space of thriving after your loss, then I invite you to join me in my Art of Healing workshop, where I'm going to walk you through the things that I did to help me go from not only dealing with all the crap that people said, but helped me redefine my power and my purpose as a woman, as a mother, and as a human being. So if that sounds like you, then just sign up using the link in the description, okay? Cool. And in the meantime, I hope that you all beautiful souls have a wonderful week full of health, hope, and healing. And I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.